0: Greetings lab rats, and welcome to the world of do your own research. Imagine a place where stories can take unexpected turns, where theories challenge what you thought you knew. Welcome to a realm where we're diving headfirst into conspiracy theories, chasing cryptids, and unraveling myths. With open minds and a dash of skepticism, we're exploring the unexplained, the bizarre, and the sometimes downright absurd. From the improbable to the intriguing, Do Your Own Research is here to guide you through the twists and turns of it all. So, fellow truth seekers of the strange and unusual, buckle up for a journey that'll have you questioning everything along the way. Welcome to Do Your Own Research. Footage. Okay, we're recording. Um, so, how should Say we start? Hello. Well, no, no, no. Like, That's how a good
1: should we... start.
2: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're wondering why I brought you here.
0: <laughs> we brought you to the library.
1: We have a fancy studio
0: studio library okay um but well what was the you have these notes here
1: i have notes aka <laughs> it says here briefly introduce the guest
0: Hmm. all right lab Rads, today in the studio with us we've got madoc we don't know madoc's last name he's a. Uh, a professional cat whisperer, and we'll just let him do a little introduction of himself.
2: Hi, I'm I'm, I'm Maddock. Um, I'm a professional cat whisperer. That's uh, that's about it.
0: Um, and Maddock, uh, what what does a professional cat whisperer
2: do? Oh, well. I talk very softly to cats to try and get them to come up to me. I I often like to take them to shelters. Um, Sometimes if the shelters are bad, I will whisper to the cats and help them out of these shelters. Um, It's a very taxing job.
1: I mean, it sounds like a very noble profession.
0: Yeah, very noble. Very noble.
1: um,
2: They're noble creatures.
0: And I get. I know that cats like to bring offerings to their humans. I'm assuming that's maybe how you survive and live off of, because um, your your clients are all cats, correct?
2: Uh, yes, they're. I, I don't like to think of them as clients, though. I, I like to think of them more as family. Family.
1: A large. But
2: yes, you you are correct in that they do bring offerings to me.
1: That's wonderful. I mean, I think in some of our research, too, we've, heard, we've read a little bit about Bigfoot bringing offerings to campers. Yes. Um, so I think this is a really good way to tie in why we're here today, which is researching Bigfoot. Um, so we've had a week to do our own research. Um, all of us have our own sources. Um, and I think we should just dive right into it. Alright. So, step one. Theories, people.
0: Theories. Well, obviously we should let our guest oh, go with that, his, yeah. his theory first. So.
2: Well, I am of the opinion that uh, Bigfoot is, in fact, the next evolution of man. Oh, really? And he remains in hiding. Not because he is afraid, of uh, uh, you know being found, but because he's afraid that the Christian conservatives who will deny evolution will hunt him down.
0: Oh man, Whoa. that's a very—I uh, I would say—I would say this is this could become a very controversial theory.
1: I like it. Elaborate. All right, Peter, what's your theory? Um,
0: my theory is that the Bigfoot is actually um, the most recent iteration of the uh, the cryptid, the Golem, spawning from uh, Hebrew culture. Um, but even further back, as you will find out, the, uh, the Golem finds its roots much further back. And I'll talk about that later.
1: Interesting. Um, I'm pretty boring. (laughs) My theory is that the story or folklore of Bigfoot is kind of a mass produced packaged, um, repackaged sort of idea taken from the 1800s, which was the idea of the wild man um, and it was repackaged somewhere in the 1950s um, for mass media slash parents to basically s- sell wholesale the idea of consumerism into society. Huh? Yeah.
0: Consumerism?
1: Consumerism. Bigfoot? Wow. Bigfoot.
0: Okay, alright. I have sources. I, I believe you. Okay. Okay, alright. Well, which theory do we want to discuss first?
1: I mean, I'm pretty interested in Maddox theory, to be honest. I, I want to hear about this evolutionary jump.
2: <coughs> mm, me too.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Let's hear it.
2: <sighs> alright, let me... Uh. Let me pull up one of my documents that I used to organize just mm. so I have it in front of me. I forgot to do that a second ago.
0: I just have tabs.
2: So, from, <laughs> I have tabs open as well. From science.com, there's an article that says Bigfoot is part human, DNA studies claim. That is the title of the the article um, and a couple quotes from that uh, genetic testing confirms that Bigfoot is uh, human, is a human relative that arose some fifteen thousand years ago. There, the release and alleged study by Melba S. Ketchum also suggests that cryptids had intercourse with modern human females that resulted in hairy humanoid hybrids. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, so, if current science suggests that Bigfoot is a human relative and that we can have offspring with Bigfoot, then Bigfoot obviously has to be within the human family. I would suggest that it may be a part of our evolutionary timeline.
1: I'm a little confused, though, because if we're talking about cryptids making love with humans, were there... Already pre bigfooty human cryptids that we're talking about, or are we talking about like the chupacabra? Or
0: do do you have anything to say on that, Matic? Because I do.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at the old chupacabra versus the Bigfoot. Oh, go go for it.
0: Oh, well, In my research, I came across an article um, about Mormons and Mormons take on Bigfoot. And in the 1830s, this comes from a JSTOR article entitled, A Mormon Bigfoot, David Patton's Cain and the Conception of Evil in LDS Folklore. Um, And it says, uh, they, they believe that Bigfoot is actually Cain. And the offspring of Cain, which ties back to your uh, concept of Bigfoot as the wild man, and um, and then and therefore would also that kind of comes back to the idea of uh, like being a uh, what might call it a, a pariah of the of the Christian right would definitely be the offspring of Cain.
1: That is super interesting. Um, yeah, I could see how, how that is because, so this article that I read, which let me pull it up. It's called Tracking Bigfoot through the 1970s North American children's culture, how mass media consumerism and the culture of pre-adolescence shaped wild man lore um, by Joshua Blue Boos, Boos.
0: Oh yeah. The Mormon, uh, article was by Matthew Bowman.
1: Um, basically yes. just it kind of outlines this whole idea that post world war II, you know, to kind of push people away from, I guess, communism and all of that crazy stuff, they kind of really, pushed into the idea of Bigfoot, um, and really pushed the idea that, you know, you could either be this wild man who lives in the middle of nowhere and, like, lives kind of like a bush person, right, in a commune, uh, versus being your, you know, red-blooded white American male, right, living and buying stuff in the store. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but, you know, rather than living and buying stuff from the store. It's more like living in the woods and killing humans that try and find him.
1: Right. And I think from there, it just kind of snowballed out into this crazy idea that there is this big monkey man living in, in the forest. Um, but I did find this really, really, really interesting thing um, in the, you know a really unsuspecting place um i went down this little bit of a rabbit hole um and it turns out that in i think it's the 1970s the fbi actually took in hairs that were so-called bigfoot hairs and they actually tested it mm-hmm. and it was from the bigfoot institute i believe this this guy let me pull up his name um was the president of the Bigfoot Institute and he was really pushing for the FBI to his name's Peter Byrne. um, And he was really pushing the FBI to test these hairs that he had um, that he said were, you know, unrefutably Bigfoot hairs and that they would find that they, you know, like
0: do not match that they wouldn't
1: match anything else. Yeah. And initially the FBI's response to that was, there's no way. Like, we help solve crime. That's it, right? Like, we're not going to go into conspiracy theories because where do you draw the line in this whole situation? Um, next thing you know, you're trying to test alien goo. Um, so anyways, this guy really pushed for it. And then eventually, he somehow manages to convince them to to test these hairs. Um, I think from my understanding, there was a newspaper article that came out that said that the FBI had, in fact, tested these hairs and found that there was nothing on earth that matched up with them. Uh, And I think it was the FBI's Mm -hmm. position that they needed to kind of, you know, prove that they didn't actually do that because there was a whole bunch of memos that kind of left... The, the FBI that said, you know, we don't actually have any cases of this. Like we have not tested any hairs, but like, you know, rumors kind of spread in the, in the conspiracy world pretty quickly. Um, and then what happened was they finally said, you know what, Mr. Byrne, send us to your hairs, we're going to test it. And then we'll send them back to you and we'll send you back the, um, the results and but a but boom, they tested the hairs. They were deer <laughs> and they sent the hairs back to mr burn and we've never heard from him ever again so i don't know i think hmm. maybe it's a cover-up it sounds
2: like a classic fbi cover-up to me
0: classic you know oh uh, coming back to uh noah's theory here or er- Coming back to <laughs> Maddox's theory here about uh, Bigfoot as the next stage in human evolution and how the Christian right would come after him for that. Um, well, I had something, but I don't think I have it anymore. <laughs> um, could uh, Maddock, would you care to expound a little bit? Any, uh, any interesting facets of this research which you uh, came across?
2: Well, uh took tie kind of in with uh, Emily's point about you know the the hares came back as deer uh, this uh, the person who was doing this research to find that uh, Bigfoot actually contained human DNA uh, they did not release or were not allowed to release their information so it might have been an NDA that they signed with the, uh, the FBI which, seems a little shady to me what what does the government really want to cover up about the bigfoot anyway to I to mean, expound upon
1: oh no go ahead go ahead
2: oh well so the next point that I would make is if if you look at the uh, evolutionary timeline of the human every stage progresses forward and in every stage it's becomes a little bigger and a little taller until you have a man. And if you look at the dimensions described as being attributed to uh, Bigfoot, uh, I have a, an article from uh, Britannica.com. Let me see if I can find an author I do not see an author, but it is cited by Britannica. <laughs> um, says that Sasquatch uh, is variably described as a primate ranging from 6 to 15 feet tall, standing erect on 2 feet, often giving off a foul smell, either moving silently or emitting a high-pitched cry. Footprints have been measured up to 24 inches in length and 8 inches in width. So, knowing that the, the Bigfoot's height and the average height of a human and how, you know, the average height of a human is, what, 5'10", whereas the smaller height of a Bigfoot could be 6 feet. Um, it would make sense that if we're following the evolutionary timeline, why would it stop with humans? What's the next stage of our evolution? I would suggest that the next size up would be Bigfoot.
0: Now my theory, my my question for you there is on the hair, right? We we can't yes. seem to find any bigfoot hair and to me you know that's that's a problem a little bit because you know it seems that as we evolve and progress, we seem to have less and less and less hair on us. You know, if you go back uh through the evolutionary stages, it seems like if the further you go back, the more, the more fur there is on us, but the, and so, and so we're going forward in time. The, 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 the evolutions are becoming less hairy and then we get to Bigfoot and Bigfoot is all of a sudden big old hairy man. And so um, this actually coincides with my research quite a bit. This is, uh, this is, this is a, a new fresh take on Bigfoot that I don't think anyone has ever come up with. Uh, Bigfoot is hairless, my friends. Bigfoot's completely hairless um, because Bigfoot is a golem. And let me tell you, um, I have a lot of very technical research to back this up, in fact, because, um, see, but all the videos of Bigfoot... Uh, he appears to be a very hairy fella. And it is uh, my belief that, in fact, it is not hair on this Bigfoot. It is, in fact, uh, different types of grass and uh, flora which have been stuck into the clay of the golem as he's traipsed through the woods. And I can back this up yes. with literal, some of the most uh, highly technical research imaginable. And that is, um, I found an article from Oxford on plant cells called um, the article is called G-boxes, Bigfoot genes, and the environmental response characterization of an intergenomic conserved non-coding sequences in Arabidopsis. That's it. Uh, written by Michael Freeling, Lakshmi Rapaka. Uh, Eric Lyons, Brent Peterson, Brian C. Thomas, and author notes. And uh, in in this abstract, it describes that the uh, tetraploidy left Arabidopsis thaliana with uh, six thousand three hundred fifty eight pairs of homologs that, when aligned, generated fourteen thousand nine hundred forty four. Intragenomic conserved non coding sequences, CNSs. Our previous work assembled these phylogenetic footprints into a database. We know that known transcription factor TF binding motifs, including the G box, are overrepresented in these CNSs, a total of 254 genes spanning long lengths of CNS rich uh, chromosomes. Bigfoot dominated this database.
1: I don't think that's quite what you think
0: it means. I don't think it could mean anything other than that <laughs> Bigfoot's hair is, in fact,
2: flora. Call me crazy.
1: You are crazy. So
2: you're, you are. Uh, you're claiming that he is a clay golem. Yes,
0: a clay golem, and here is the further uh, chunk of evidence to prove that. Um, you know, like I, I started researching back and seeing like, where did these, where did the golem really originate? Because our current iteration is pretty much like a Eastern European uh, Jewish sort of tradition. Um, however, when you go back further and further and further, the, uh, let me find this article. Um, let's see. Oh, I didn't have this pulled up. Sorry, friends. Ah, here we go. Um, There are uh, lots of ancient parallels um, which influenced the Jewish material, including Egyptian, Roman, and Chinese. Um, Hmm. My friends, when were the Chinese uh, clay soldiers discovered? I have no idea. The 1970s.
1: Oh. Ooh. And yet there are
0: ancient references to the uh, Chinese um, living statues um, from time immemorial, which influenced the Jewish interpretation. Now, When did Bigfoot sightings really start to take off? When was there this new big iteration of Bigfoot? What was your research saying?
1: The fifties.
0: The (laughs) seventies. The seventies is when the research all came out. That's what I'm saying. Why, why was there suddenly all of this, all this seemingly loud noise about Bigfoot in the 1970s? They were released from the caves, my friends.
1: Well, that's actually really interesting, okay? So in my rabbit hole of Bigfoot research, so I think when we think of Bigfoot, we think of Sasquatch, we think Pacific Northwest, we think, you know, North America, and then we think of Yeti, and we think Nepal. And that's, a, that's really, like, it, right? Like, I've never thought of Bigfoot anywhere outside of North America and maybe Nepal, right? But, did you know, there are Bigfoot sightings in China, like, it's actually a regular occurrence. And they call Bigfoot a slightly different thing. Uh, In China, they are called, well, it's, the the English name is the Hubei Bigfoot. Um, But the locals call it the Yeren, which is a wild human. So, in this specific province mm-hmm. in China, um, in the Shenangia, um province, um, they, or tourists and locals and all that have this legend, slash, there's been lots of reported sightings of this large, humanoid, hairy individual. Who walks around the forests and evades any sort of capture or um, photographic evidence or anything like that so smart enough to avoid all of that um, and very and very bipedal obviously uh, so scientists from the Beijing University went to try to explore this um, phenomena uh, after, I think it was this crazy amount of people. It it kind of became like this weird mass hysteria situation where I think it was like over 20 people actually saw this thing um, and they all agreed. Yes, we saw it and for sure it was there. So like a lot of the stories corroborated and you know, they found footprints and stuff like that. However, when the scientists came, the only thing they could find was really just a whole bunch of broken branches and vines and not so much. Uh m- not so much else, so it's interesting that you brought up China because China was part of my research too um so I mean conclusively with anthropologists in Beijing anyways, they said that there was nothing like there's no way um you know, like there wasn't any sort of like conclusive DNA evidence where they didn't catch anything on um any on anything on camera or anything like that Um, and they kind of just chalked it up to a to a series of mass hysteria where where one person said they saw something and then everyone just kind of corroborated it which i think is a really interesting phenomena too because it's like can we attribute a lot of these weird cryptid um sightings to mass hysteria right Um, but then the article that I read, it's not really an article, it's more of like a, I guess it's a news article, um, kind of left us with this big question mark where they said, you know what, a lot of China's forests are not um, discovered yet, and it wasn't until, I, uh, you know, pretty recent in history where we found panda bears, like pandas were a myth mm. for the longest time, and we only found panda bears because someone said they saw them in real life. Everyone thought they were crazy, and then they actually trekked through this forest and found them, and that's how we found pandas. Um, So, I guess the big question mark is, is Bigfoot our modern-day panda bear? Right? I'm
2: not sure on that one, because the research that I found did show that uh, Bigfoot shared human DNA. So I don't know if it's necessarily completely, you know, a beast. Um, To go back to that article that I was talking about, written by uh, Benjamin Radford on LiveScience.com. In her study, Ketchum, the scientist, obtained uh, three whole nuclear genomes from the purported Sasquatch samples. The genome sequencing shows that Sasquatch mtDNA is identical to the modern homo sapiens. So I'm not sure if it could be a a panda bear or some sort of beast of that nature, but it could share
1: it could be a modern day brother. I mean, there is a guy in Alaska <laughs> who has what he says is a bigfoot corpse apparently this big big uh came onto his property and he shot it and then it had a baby and then it i i can't confirm whether he shot the baby too or if it just died of natural causes but anyways he has it all preserved up in his ranch there um And he makes video like YouTube videos and TikToks and stuff like that about these Bigfoot, and he shows them around. But it's an from my understanding, he hasn't allowed anyone in the scientific community to do any sort of research to um, to confirm whether this is a Sasquatch. Um, Instead, he you know, has chosen to keep it to himself. Um, so, I don't know. I think I think that's a little bit interesting, right? Like, why wouldn't we want to confirm it? Like, what do you have to hide? Exactly.
2: Pushback from the uh, Christian conservatives. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs>
0: all right, uh, we're gonna need a little uh, a little more. Uh, evidence and documentation on the um the the desire for christian conservatives to to take out bigfoot and bigfoot's awareness of this problem. Um I, I feel like I know quite a few Christian conservatives who are actually very happy to believe in Bigfoot and 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 seem seem to like the guy.
2: Well I mean you say a few, and I will s- highlight. There are a few, a lot of people. In one of my articles, it was, uh, let me see if I can find which one it was. Actually, I will.
0: Oh, you're cutting out there a little bit.
2: here because, oh, I'm sorry.
0: I think you're good now.
2: let me see if I can find the specific article that I had because it was an interesting uh, it was an interesting correlation that I think Christians just don't realize what, at least a section of Christianity does not realize really what Bigfoot is because Um, I cannot find that article. Oh no. I had them all pinned. Hmm. We can fix this in post.
0: Yes, we can fix this. We can fix this in post.
2: I think it must have just disappeared. Like, somehow it must have closed.
0: Bigfoot t- Bigfoot killed it. He doesn't want people to know.
2: Bigfoot took it. Oh, maybe this is it. Oh, here we go. Uh, conspiracy-minded Americans are known to point fingers at whoever is on the other side of the political spectrum, but when it comes to common unproven theories like Bigfoot and the existence of alien light forms, there are differences across the party lines. The uh, This is from The Insider, um, written by Angela Wang. Um, the new insider poll found that respondents who said they'd vote in a Republican primary were more likely to believe in the Illuminati and unclassified creatures such as Nessie Big- and Bigfoot. While those who voted Democrat were more likely to believe the extraterrestrials visited the earth.
0: Wait, could you say that sentence one more time?
2: Um, a new inland insider poll found that respondents who said they'd vote a Republican in a, in a Republican primary were more likely to believe in Illuminati and unclassified creatures, such as Nessie and Bigfoot, while those who said they were Democrat voters were more likely to believe the extraterrestrials have visited the Earth. Very interesting.
1: Interesting
2: Now, you may say that uh this kind of defeats my the point of my argument that the Christians want to, uh, you know, deny evolution, deny Bigfoot, and kill Bigfoot. But the only Christians that would want to kill Bigfoot are the ones who believe in him. That's true. And want to get rid of him.
0: That is a fair point.
1: But there's plenty of people out there, too, who are quote-unquote Christian, who have their TV shows or whatever where they're trying to communicate with Bigfoot, and they're smacking trees around, and... I must admit, a lot of the times they answer their own smacks with their friends smacking the tree down the line. But occasionally they say that they're hearing communication from Sasquatch himself and that they're trying to build a rapport um, and build a friendship with Sasquatch. Would you say those are like the outliers?
2: I would say those are maybe people who are trying to get support uh, and get a, a following behind them to help them actually find Bigfoot. And then once they actually find him, they would rid the earth of Bigfoot and come out in the press and say, hey, um, we couldn't find him. He doesn't exist.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I have heard one theory by a certain group of Christians who believe that um, the reason we have such trouble gathering Bigfoot DNA and why every time he's been spotted, uh, he disappears so quickly and, he, and no one's able to track him down. It's because he is an interdimensional being who can travel through portals. Um, now, a fascinating parallel to this that I discovered in my research was that um, uh, in in the eighteen uh, hundreds in Canada and the Yukon, uh, the Alaskan Yukon, um, a uh, a tribe of natives called the Dean of northern Canada um, used to consider the fossilized remains of mammoths and mastodons and other uh megafauna to be the bones of the underground game which they believed belonged to other dimensional game animals which were hunted mm. by the spirits of the dead and you know to me I, like they say it's the spirits of the dead. Me, I'm like, well, couldn't that have just been Bigfoot, the wild man, you know? And to connect back into this other dimensional sort of aspect of Bigfoot, you know, he's kind of how how, how great of a hunter could you be if you could travel in and out of portals and just appear, take out your game and then disappear again, you know? Maybe, maybe the Native Americans, the Dean, the tribe of uh, the Dean uh, have that maybe they have maybe they're onto something here
2: quite possibly
1: see i feel like if there were a reason for the government to cover this whole situation up right it would be to stop people from figuring out that there are other dimensions and portals um so you know I mean, at the end of the day, it's a control thing, right? It's a control thing. Um, so it's definitely a control thing. If there was, like, I, I could not see why a government would want to cover up just a big monkey man. Like, I feel like that would be quite a celebrated scientific breakthrough, you know? Like, yeah. why wouldn't a government want to come out and be like, we found a Bigfoot?
0: They'd probably want to take him and and use him as a new as a new weapon, honestly.
1: Right. Well right. Anyways, but you know, if there was some sort of weird dimensional thing, then I could I mean I wouldn't buy it wholesale, but I'd be like, Yeah, then maybe you have a little bit more of a leg to stand on there.
2: Um to to kind of uh make mention of like why would the government not want to you know show the the uh, evidence of a, a large i guess monkey man um i would say why would they they do anything they you know why would they want to at least the u.s government why would they want to create wars to to continue the the progress of uh, certain companies in the US, why would they want to, uh, you know, push off, uh, uh, you know, bills or laws that would, you know, reduce CO2 emissions and, you know, make America more green and recycling. Uh, they, they seem to not favor things that could be good for the world. And a part of that is, it does come from the lobbyists. And I don't have any any articles on this. This is just pure speculation. Um, from what I've seen and heard from a lot of uh, people and political activists, it's that the Republican Party and the conservative parties are way more involved in trying to, you know, promote and solidify their beliefs. So it could be, do to the the republican christian lobbyists who are trying to keep uh the idea of bigfoot under wraps because they don't want evolution to be spread because a lot of government in america does not make a whole lot of sense uh it, and it seems to be you know counterintuitive in some regards and part of that comes from the fact that Part of it does not revolve around rationality, but more around uh, the wants of a few who have money and power.
1: Fair. Okay, but I want to put something to you, though, too. So there was a study done by this professor by the name of Jeffrey Meldrum from Idaho State University. Oh, yeah. Um. And it is on the idea, well, so essentially what he did was he tracked black bears um, and a whole bunch of, you know, black bear migration and all of that. And from that, uh, tracked the amount of Bigfoot sightings, quote unquote. Um, And, you know, he found that for every 90 bears or like 90 bear sightings, one of them would be a Bigfoot sighting. So, you know, as we all know, when a bear stands on its hind mm. legs, it kind of looks like a person. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen a skinned bear. It is pretty creepy. Um, as well as bear hands. Like, skinned bear hands look like people hands. It's awful. Oof. Hmm. <laughs> uh, there was once at the university, they, the RCMP had... Uh, sent us pictures of hands and they're like, hey, can you take a quick look at this? You know, someone had taken a picture of someone's freezer, from my understanding, um, and said that their person, this person or whatever, has been keeping severed hands in their freezer. Um, Turned out they were all bears. Bear hands, bear paws. But it looked just like people hands. Um, So I guess my big question, I guess not really a question mark, but more just my thought process in the whole situation about why conservatives or like more conservative people are more likely to see Bigfoot is because more conservative people are more likely to be, you know, out in the country hunting. Ergo, they see more bears. Ergo, more likely to see Bigfoot. However... This guy, Jeffrey, does make a point too where it's like are we seeing Bigfoot because we're seeing bears? Or is it the other way around where whenever people are actually seeing Bigfoot, they're actually seeing bears. Or they're or it's being reported as bears.
2: Hmm. Hmm. That is very interesting.
1: You know, have we all actually seen Bigfoot and just chalked it up rationally to, eh, it's just a bear.
2: You
0: know, now that you mention it, the last time I saw a bear, uh, I got to say, am I thinking back? Did I just see a bear because I thought I was seeing a bear? Or did I actually see a Bigfoot?
1: I'm pretty sure you saw a bear. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I, I might, You. I think you've, you. You're onto something here. I think that grizzly bear with its cubs definitely could have been a mama. Mama. Hmm. mama definitely. Wow. Wow. It makes you think. You have expanded my mind, Emily. <laughs> kind of makes a feller wonder. Kind of makes a feller wonder.
1: So the next time you see a bear in the woods, is it a bear? Ask yourself. Ask yourself. Oh, is it a bear?
0: Is it a bear or is it something even more dangerous? Hmm. Could it be an interdimensional golem covered in grass?
2: A point that I would make on the uh the golem. Would you would you be saying that it's more of a like a a raw clay golem, or more like a fired clay?
0: Oh, definitely raw clay. I mean, if it were hardened clay, it would be too stiff. Couldn't move. And also, the, um, the, I think that, uh, something that people have not really thought about with the golem yet, is that uh, the, the morphability, you know, the shape-shifting nature of clay. Um, the fact that, uh, clay, you know, it could, if he's, if he's really, full of grass and sticks and all of this stuff, he could just lie down and sort of melt out and he'd just instantly look like a piece of dirt with sticks and rocks in it, in the landscape. Bigfoot, it's the best camouflage Hmm. in the world because it's literally just the earth.
1: But I have a question about that though. Cause isn't the mythology around golems that they have to be made? Uh, yeah. so who made them?
0: Well, who made the uh the the uh the Chinese soldiers?
1: I'm pretty sure they were all just They were raw clay. Slate.
0: I believe. Aren't they raw? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. I don't know.
0: I think some of them were raw,
1: but a lot of them are just in all a whole bunch of different museums now. Yeah. So, are we saying terracottas... or like, are is your thought process that terracotta soldiers? I think
0: that's just one iteration of the goal. Are Bigfoots? Uh, I believe. Um, I mean, what else makes sense? <laughs>
2: I'm going to butcher it, but the according to. Uh China The creator of the Terracotta Warriors were was uh Kin Shi Huang.
0: Oh man. Okay, alright. Well, yep, they were created by a guy. <laughs>
1: they were I'm pretty sure they were all accounted for too.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Like there were no missing terracotta warriors, A.
0: Well, we they were only discovered in the seventies. What if that's just their where they where they gather?
1: But people still see Bigfoot, and they were all um enclosed in a in a tomb.
0: But they might have had a way out that we don't know about.
1: Right. I'm not but... saying
0: they're the only golems. There's clearly been it's other golems. Travel. Yeah. Other golems have been created. So this
1: is kinda like
0: I'm just saying the big explosion of of bigfoot sightings occurred pretty simultaneously with the discovery of a, a giant pile of uh, clay clay golems so
1: this kind of sounds a little bit like night at the museum where these like museum characters come <laughs> to life at night and I'm assuming some terracotta warriors just Get out of the museum and roam the Pacific Northwest.
0: All I have to say about that is, truth is stranger than fiction. So. Yep, <laughs> that could a, work.
2: <laughs> to kind of add to that argument uh, of the, the clay golem, uh, often Bigfoot is always associated with having a very foul smell. Exactly. Um, I worked in a ceramic studio for four plus years and i don't wow. know I, I know uh that peter has also worked in a ceramic studio for quite a while
0: i, I did um,
2: those reclaim and slurry bins are some of the worst smelling things i have ever smelled in my life
0: ever it is it is smells it's astounding like death. it smells like death yeah yeah I there's no doubt that the clay would definitely have a foul odor which uh which would expl- which that's that would easily explain the 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 bigfoot aroma yeah
2: especially if it's collecting you know the, the dead bodies of humans or at least, you know, pieces of the dead bodies of humans into that, I guess, body of slurry and rock clay. Mm. Um, Which
0: then, uh, Matic, that, that actually feeds back into your theory where, uh, where the DNA that was collected from the Bigfoots actually contains some human DNA in it.
2: There, There wow. you go.
0: Wow. I think we're really learning something here.
1: Okay, guys. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, you you can to continue on with that. If, like I said earlier, interdimensional travel to actually get out of the, the sealed tomb, it could be a combination of all three theories. Hmm. Oh, that, no, no. Interdimensional travel is a, a side piece, I'm sorry. A
1: side piece. So... I think from what I'm understanding, if we were to mesh all of our theories together after our first week of research or our one week of research, it's that Bigfoot is made of clay. Bigfoot has human DNA. Um, Because we want to, or because conservative Christians want to... Um, dispute evolution and they don't want to discuss evolution any further. They are actively trying to hunt down Bigfoot, which is why they see Bigfoot the most. And the government, and because Bigfoot is trying to stay hidden, it has somehow managed to harness interdimensional travel, which is why the government would like to keep it under wraps and does not put any serious... Um, funding into finding Bigfoot and from there has used Bigfoot as kind of like your metaphorical commie um, to teach children about consumerism.
0: That is, that is a beautiful theory.
1: Is that, is that, is that the, the summary that I'm, I'm getting?
2: Yes. That sounds. Bang on. Very,
1: very on the nose. I feel like that's a very well rounded theory and conclusion and synopsis of this whole discussion.
0: Hmm. Um, I had one other thing. And, uh, Matic, this again ties into your theory about about, uh, um, evolution and uh, the conservative Christian movement. And that is that, you know, if you go all the way back to Genesis, God makes man from the dust of the ground, and so why wouldn't the next, the next iteration, be, again from the dust of the ground, just a slightly better version? That stinks.
1: That stinks.
0: I mean, humans stink too. I don't know. It's pretty stinky creatures.
1: I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very stinky. Very stinky.
0: That's why we have to bathe so often.
1: Yes. Wow. I think that was an incredible discussion. And lots of good research was had.
2: I agree. I think we learned a little bit from each other as well.
1: And we've come up with this amalgamated, awesome hypothesis that answers the question of What is Bigfoot? Who is Bigfoot? Why haven't we figured out what Bigfoot is yet? And yeah.
0: And I think the uh, final conclusion is that Bigfoot isn't just a grizzly bear. Sometimes a grizzly
2: bear
1: is Bigfoot.
2: Is it a bear or is it a Bigfoot? Or is it it a clay golem pretending to be Bigfoot or a bear? Mm.
1: Interesting.
0: Interesting. Write that down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Inconclusive. Inconclusive. (laughs) Stamped. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming to our podcast and discussing and doing research with us. We thoroughly enjoyed. Talking with you today, Matic.
0: Yes, thank you. We'd like to hear more about um, oh, about cat, cat whispering. and if you think that maybe a bigfoot is just a big kitty, and perhaps could you get a bigfoot to uh, could you become a
2: bigfoot whisperer? I'm gonna need to do some research into this.
1: <laughs> well, uh-huh. until next time.
0: lab rats it's peter thanks for listening to our most recent episode we couldn't be doing this teeny tiny little podcast without you so we really appreciate it don't forget to hit that follow button so that you can stay up to date on all of our episodes a new one drops every sunday
1: we love hearing from you guys and also hearing about the research that you've done this week with us as well so hit us up on all our socials like instagram and TikTok. Extra bonus contents, behind the scenes sneak peeks, and memes, and a whole bunch of Peter's memes.
0: Don't be shy and just feel free to slide into our DMs if you know what I'm saying.
1: Just let us know what you want to hear and what topics you'd like us to research going forward. And lastly, don't forget to dive deep, question boldly, and do your own research.